அலமதுல்லாம் time that we have we will discuss some aspects about this great surah of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala make it a means of great benefit for me for all of us the incidents that Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif are not incidents like we understand so called bedtime stories some things as entertainment just for some kind of historical facts What is in the Quran Sharif is for Hidayat. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِي هُدَلْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Allah Ta'ala says this entire Quran Sharif is Hidayat. So all the incidents mentioned in the Quran Sharif also are for Hidayat. And in these incidents is Ibrat. Those aspects of the incidents of the Anbiya Alayhi Musallatu Wasallam have been mentioned which are meant to be a lesson for us. incidents of the people of the past which are meant to give us some direction in our lives so likewise suratul kahf has some very amazing incidents mentioned in it but it is not just for the sake of some interests as some kind of entertainment but for ibrat and for hidayat the surah is in the 15th part of the quran sharif and there are great virtues mentioned for the recitation of the surah in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that the person who memorizes the first 10 ayat of suratul kahf then he will be protected from the fitna of dajjal now the fitna of dajjal this is a very great fitna one is dajjal who will appear close to qiyamah But Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned the ummah very very strongly about the fitnas of Dajjal. And in one hadith Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that every nabi warned his ummah about Dajjal. But I am warning you more than anybody else. So one is the appearance of Dajjal himself the real Dajjal is going to only appear close to qiyamah. But there are effects of that the jal the fitna of the jal that start appearing before that various aspects which are similar in nature the jal means deception so various things which put us into deception though that's not the jal in itself the jal will appear before qiyamah so in any case the surah learning and memorizing the first 10 ayat of the surah this is a protection from that fitna In one hadith Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that the person who recites suratul kahf on a jumuah on the day of jumuah a person who recites suratul kahf 
فہو معصوم الا ثمانیت ایام من کل فتنت تکون then he will be protected for the next week for the whole week from every fitna now we are living in an era of fitna every direction there are fitnas person barely steps out of his door and he is confronted with fitnas and Allah forbid a person is indoors also and is confronted with fitnas just depends how he decides to take things and protect himself or whether he exposes himself to the fitnas then whether it's indoors or outdoors every billboard is fitna and every magazine is fitna and the hand of almost every person is fitna so we are living in an era of fitna and these fitnas are such that Nabi Wasallam has warned that as the time comes fitnas will descend upon the ummah like a string of beads like a tasbih that has been cut off at one end and how the beads fall one after the other in that manner the fitnas will come and if one considers then just these devices that we have in our hands and in our homes this alone has unleashed untold fitnas unlimited fitnas and it has transformed hearts it has completely disfigured hearts one is the disfiguring of faces the disfiguring of external things but this has disfigured hearts disfigured it to a point where person says I just cannot make a U-turn now so in any case we are living in a time of fitna we need to take extra precaution to protect ourselves from these fitnas among those precautions is the recitation of Surah Al-Kahf every Jumu'ah and how long it will take somebody who cannot recite too fast him also it might take him 25 minutes half an hour at the most maybe somebody little more also but for the entire week to be protected from fitna that half an hour that 25, 35 minutes 40 minutes what a cheap bargain it is so we should make a point of reciting the surah surah al-kahf every friday inshallah then in the surah allah tabarak wa ta'ala there are many many aspects discussed in the surah but one particular incident that is mentioned is ashabul kahf after whom the surah has been named ashabul kahf wal raqim this is an incident about some youth some youngsters who in order to escape the injustice and the tyranny of a king who was trying to take them away from iman they escaped into a cave and then they fell into a slumber which was 300 years long can we imagine sleeping 300 years some people say i wish i could do that <laughs> but 300 years they slept now in any case this is already it takes away imagination away it amazes a person but at the commencement of this right towards the beginning of this incident allah tabarak wa taala in the beginning of the surah roughly at the beginning of the surah allah taala says am hasibta anna ashab al-kahf wal-raqim kanu min ayatina ajaba that are you amazed with this ibn abbas radiyallahu anhu he explains what is the meaning of this verse allah taala is saying are you amazed at the incident of the people of the cave so he is explaining that this means is what this means is that ma aataituka min alkitab wasunnati walilm aajabu min shaani ashab alkahf walraqim that what i have blessed you allah taala is saying to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
what I have blessed you, the Quran Sharif, your way of life, this is more amazing than this incident of the people of the cave. We don't know what we already have. We get amazed with things which are far away. And indeed some of those things may be amazing in itself, but it's not as amazing as the beautiful way of life that Allah has blessed us with. It's not as amazing as the Quran Sharif that Allah has given us. This is beyond everything. We haven't understood, we haven't recognized what Allah has given us. We therefore become amazed with futile things also. Let alone things that have value in it. Even futile things. The kuffar bring about something and we are swept away with it. Any fashion comes about, we are gone with it. Any kind of new fad comes, must we swept away with it. Because we haven't recognized what is the beauty of the sunnah. We haven't recognized what Allah has blessed us with. We become amazed with everything else. The Quran Sharif is now explaining to us a very amazing incident. But before that Allah Ta'ala says, look, what you already have is beyond everything. So yes, take an ibrat from this. But don't forget that what you have is greater. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala then further described or mentions the incident of these youths. Allah Ta'ala says, نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ نَبَأَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ It is going to be touching on few aspects. There's many, many details in this surah and in this incident itself. But a few aspects in the time that we have, which inshallah will be ibrat for us and something for us to take as a lesson. So Allah Ta'ala says, نَحْنُ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ نَبَأَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ إِنَّهُمْ فِتْيَةٌ آمَنُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ وَزِدْنَاهُمْ هُدَى In the Quran Sharif, there is no single word or single letter that is just there by chance. Superfluous, something which doesn't have any specific purpose and meaning. Everything has a specific purpose for it being there. Everything is giving us a lesson. Every letter and word is giving a message. Allah Ta'ala says, Innahum fityatun. That these were youth. Oh, this is a highlight. That these were youth. Innahum fityatun amanu bi rabbihim. Who brought iman in Allah Ta'ala. And then we increase their guidance and hidayat. Mufassirin explained that this mention of the word youth here is to highlight that this is the time that a person needs to seize that opportunity to make the change for the better. Many a times a person in his youth feels, well, now is the time for fun, we'll sort things out later in life. But as time is passing, habits get ingrained. A person gets more firm in whatever line he has chosen for himself already. And now when time comes, to change is becomes a very difficult thing. There is one incident which Ma'arum Rahmatullah mentions about one person, he had a small little tawny tree. So he planted this tawny tree in his yard, but now it was on the, almost on the roadside, people passing now would start getting inconvenienced by this. So every time somebody tells him, you know what, sort this out, take this out, uproot it, it's causing difficulties, it's tomorrow. Or in short, next, uh, I'll do it soon. And time went on, now it grew. Now the thorns are coming right into the pathway of people. And as time is going, and he gives it in quite, quite a bit of detail. And every time he's saying, no, tomorrow, I'm going to do it soon. As the time passed, finally now, people got fed up. And they went and reported him to the authorities. So the person who was in charge told him, if you don't remove this tree by tomorrow, you are going to be fined. 
or you will be thrown into prison for so many days because you are causing a big nuisance now. People are getting hurt. People are being inconvenienced. So now he had no choice but to go and do it. So he took an axe and he came. But by this time it had become a huge tree. And he had become an old man. So his strength had already gone. He had become very weak. And the tree had become very strong. And now he's trying to uproot it. It's become impossible for him. So this is the lesson that is for us. That what is to be done in one's youth has to be done now. Otherwise these thorny trees will grow. Then it will root itself very deeply. Now a person is trying to uproot it but he's gone very weak. Now his life is already on the edge. And he can't come out of the things that he has put himself into. Those evils now that he's trying to remove himself. It has become like an almost impossibility. Then the other thing about youth is. When a person for example is making qurbani, he looks for a young animal. For sacrifice, something that's young. He's not looking for something that's now 20 years old. He's looking for something that just barely now has passed the minimum age limit and it's a young animal. So Allah Ta'ala loves the sacrifice of that part of that person's life also when it is his youth. This is his sacrifice. That qurbani of his youth for Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala appreciates this very greatly. As a result of the day of Qiyamah, among the seven categories of people that will get the shade of Allah Ta'ala's arsh, when others will be drowning in their perspiration, the young person who grows up in the worship of Allah Ta'ala, in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is highlighting the aspect of youth. That this is very, very greatly appreciated by Allah Ta'ala. That a person gives his youth for Allah Ta'ala. In the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Then, إِنَّهُمْ فِتْيَةٌ آمَنُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ وَزِدْنَاهُمْ هُدَىٰ وَرَبَّتْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Now what happened was, that these youths were living in this time. This was the era after Sayyidina Isa wasalam. There was a king ruling at that time, who was known as Daqiyanus. Very tyrant king. And... He was somebody very steeped in idol worship. So he was forcing this idol worship on everybody. And nobody dared oppose him. So all their festivals would keep taking place. They would slaughter animals for the idols. And all their kinds of idol worship would carry on. So once there was this festival taking place. And all the shirk was carrying on. And suddenly one youngster, something, he was uneasy. And he then quietly walked out of this entire festival that was taking place, came out from there, went and stood under one tree. After a while, another young person, he started feeling uneasy also. And he came out, he also came and stood under the same tree. In a short while, one after the other, whole group of them came. Now everybody standing quietly, or came and sat down there quietly, nobody saying anything. Nobody knows why the other left. But now everybody sitting and looking at one another. Eventually one person broke the silence and he says, look, everybody left the gathering from there and came here. There's some reason. Why did everybody leave? So everybody must express what reason brought them out. So one person finally took the courage and he says, look, it just bothered me that what is happening, this idol worship, this is senseless. This can never be something correct. How can a person worship dead things? How can he worship what he carved with his own hands? How can he be worshipping stone? 
This is something which our, the way of our forefathers and our people is totally wrong. Now when he expressed his complete severing ties with all the mushrikeen, and he expressed his iman in Allah Ta'ala, then one after the other, the others took courage. And they also now express the same thing. That, that same aspect that brought you out, brought us out. Now they found we are all birds of a feather as they say. And this is another lesson. That this brought them together almost naturally. That birds of a feather as we say flock together. If we are feeling uncomfortable in the company of the pious, in the company of the righteous, in the good environments, then there's something missing somewhere. Why are we not flocking in that environment? Why are we not feeling comfortable in the environment of people who are wanting to get closer to Allah Ta'ala? So now there's something missing, something needs to be worked on. Otherwise there would be a natural attraction. So in any case now when they got together and they realized we all share the same common aspect that we all want to worship Allah Ta'ala alone. So now they finally got together and then they built one little masjid, place of worship, built some place where they could gather and worship Allah Ta'ala and be away from all this shirk and kufr and the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So, here again there's various lessons to be taken. The first thing is that they detached themselves from the belief of the people, the wrong belief. So, mashallah, they took one major step. But detaching themselves from the wrong belief wasn't the end of it. They didn't physically remove themselves from there also. Because if a person stays in the wrong environment, though he has the right beliefs now, he has the right feelings, but he keeps himself in the wrong environment, he's going to get affected by it. And Allah forbid, it's going to drag him back. So they also detached themselves from the wrong environment. And then, they needed to be among good people, one another, they joined one another, and they kept company within themselves, who were all with the right direction. And then they created a masjid for themselves also. He explains four aspects which tie up fully with this. And this is a lesson for us. For us. That if a person wants to stay on taqwa, a person wants to remain on the obedience of Allah wa ta'ala. The Hazrat's prescription used to be four things. And the first was, Gunaho se muhafazat. That's staying far away from sin. So now they detach themselves from the belief of the people. That was the biggest sin. But then that alone won't keep a person safe. What is also necessary is, asbab gunah se muba'adat. To be far away from the means of sin. Now this entire group that was involved in shirk, being in their company was going to become a means of getting involved in shirk. So they detached themselves. They then came out of that. They went far away from it. So asbabe guna se muba'adat, staying far away from the means of sin. A person wants to stop looking at haram, but he doesn't want to give up that device that is in his hand that's repeatedly taking him to haram. So now this is wishful thinking. This is wishful thinking. Repeatedly he's falling in the same hole and then he's crying, but now I keep falling in here. So now move away from there. If a person is not going to distance himself from the means of sin, he's going to fall into sin. 
So asbabe guna se mubaadat. And then the third aspect Hazrat used to mention was nek dosto ki musahabat. These youngsters all gathered together, all with the direction to get to Allah wa Taala, all wanting to be the true servants of Allah Taala. So now they adopted each other's company, and this gave them strength. And then zikrullah par mudawamat. They created a place to remember Allah Taala. That to be constant on the remembrance of Allah Taala. If a person keeps to these four things, his taqwa will remain intact, inshallah. And he'll keep progressing in taqwa. In deen, there isn't anything like stagnation. A person doesn't stagnate in deen. He's either progressing or he's retrogressing. He's going backwards. If he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's all the time moving forward. And when he stops doing what he's supposed to be doing already, that goes backwards. So in any case, these youth now, they started getting together and worshipping Allah Ta'ala. But soon this was discovered, people noticed it. So they reported it to the king. So they were immediately summoned. So they had to appear. And these youngsters themselves were from royal families. They were people who were living in the lap of luxury. And now this king summoned them. They had to come and appear before the king. So he questioned them. So Allah Taala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif. وَرَبَّطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِذْ, قَالُوا فَقَ... إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَاهَا لَقَدْ قُلْنَا إِذًا شَتَطَا That they very openly declared Now he's questioning them that What are you doing? And what religion is this? What are you worshipping? They said our Rabbi is Allah Ta'ala We are never going to worship anyone but Allah Ta'ala And they invited him towards Allah Ta'ala also Allah Ta'ala says وَرَبَّطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ That when they came now, this was a very difficult moment, challenging moment, their lives are in danger. But Allah Ta'ala says, we strengthen their hearts. The tafsir of this Ibn Kaseer explains وَصَبَّرْنَاهُمْ عَلَىٰ مُخَالِفَةِ قَوْمِهِمْ That we gave them that patience and perseverance to now oppose the entire community and nation. Everybody is in shirk. Everybody is doing the wrong thing. And we gave them that himmat, that courage, that perseverance, that tolerance. They don't worry what everybody else is doing. You do the right thing. And Allah Ta'ala is with you. And we gave them that perseverance and that sabr and patience in leaving all those, because now they were then stripped of all that luxuries, all those comforts. When they refused to take the line of the king, then they were now, all their royal robes and everything was taken away, they were given tattered clothes, clothes to wear, and a whole lot of other difficulties were placed on them, but they persevered in all this. So when they didn't, first the king threatened them, then tried to bribe them in some way, and this has always been the way of the people of Batil. There'll either be a threat, or there'll be a bribe. There'll be a threat, that your life will go, you'll do this, do this to you and do that to you, or there'll be some carrots being dangled. Or you come, just join us and all this is for you. And up to this day and age, this is an ongoing thing. The stick and the carrot, either the stick is being shown, or the carrot is being dangled. This has happened from long. The beast Lausam was presented these kind of offers. In any case, when these youth didn't 
take any of those options, didn't bother about the threats and didn't even take into those bribes. So the king finally said, look, I'm giving you three days. And you three days, you think about what you want to do in three days time. Thereafter, then we have to decide about you. So Allah Ta'ala created this respite for them. Now when they got this respite of three days, they got together and they finally decided we got to leave this place. So very secretly, quietly, they disappeared from the place and went away. They went and found one cave and they went and took refuge in this cave. In the meantime, when these three days passed, the king and all his people now realized his people are missing, went high and low looking for them. But Allah Ta'ala sealed them, sealed their eyes from seeing where these people are and as a result they couldn't find them. This was as far as the king and his people were concerned. They lost hope. But he also mentioned in the tafsirs that the king then wrote down the names of all these youngsters. And he put it away in some place preserved that ever if these people are found, they must be punished. Because maybe he might not be found in our lifetime. Later on they must be punished. He put all this away. Here these youths come. So Allah tabarak wa ta'ala now creates some ajeeb things for them. Number one, they come and now they take a rest. They come to sleep because they're tired. But when they finally come to sleep in this cave, the sleep overtakes them which lasts for 300 years. Can we imagine 300 years? And a person sleeps for more than a few hours and he doesn't wake up. He's going to start starving. He's going to get dehydrated. There are going to be so many things that are going to happen. He'll end up with bed sores. And what not will happen? But Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala created all the means for their protection. Allah Ta'ala says, وَتَرَ الشَّمْسَ إِذَا طَلَعَتْ تَزَاوَرُ عَنْ كَهْفِهِمْ ذَاتَ الْيَمِينَ وَإِذَا غَرَبَتْ تَقْرِضُهُمْ ذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ وَهُمْ فِي فَجْوَةٍ مِّنْ Allah Ta'ala is making, has made the very very unique arrangements for their protection. Now the lesson in this is, they took a step in the direction of going towards Allah Ta'ala. They took a stand for Allah Ta'ala. That we will do what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. Now when they took the first step, Allah Ta'ala now made all the arrangements for their protection. Unique, miraculous arrangements. Because they took a very big step. They came against the king of the time. Without any might and power, they stood against the king of the time. So the king of kings was now on their side. So Allah Ta'ala made all these unique arrangements for them. On the one side, Allah Ta'ala says the sun. When the sun would rise, then it would actually just bypass the cave so that the rays of the sun don't fall on them directly and doesn't become a means of inconvenience for them. And when it is setting, again it would bypass the cave in a way that it will just miss the cave. The rays of the sun will just miss the cave so that it doesn't cause any direct difficulty to them. Then, وَضَرَبْنَا عَلَىٰ آذَانِهِمْ فِي الْكَهْفِ When a person is sleeping, so many a times he's in a deep sleep, but suddenly he wakes up. Why? Because he heard something. A sound wakes him up. Allah Ta'ala says, we seal their ears. Now, any sound, no matter what, they would not hear anything. And, all the things that, وَنُقَلِّبُهُمْ ذَاتَ الْيَمِينِ وَذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ Allah Ta'ala says, from time to time, we turn them made them turn sides. When a person is sleeping, after a while he turns because he can't sleep too long on one side. Now this whole thing was miraculous. But to show that even the normal things that happens, Allah Ta'ala made that happen. 
turning them from time to time to the right, to the left, so that their bodies may get rested as well. But there's no food, there's no drink, but there's no hunger, there's no dehydration, everything's carried on fine. So now this time passed. Any case, one further thing that is mentioned now on this occasion is, Allah Ta'ala says, وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ ذِرَاعَيْهِ بِالْوَسِيدِ When these people left, one of them probably had a hunting dog or something. Hunting dog is permissible, but to have a dog as a pet is not permissible. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that a home wherein there is a dog, if that home, in the home is a dog, then the malaika of Rahmat don't enter that home. So a dog is not permissible to have as a pet. But if it's a guard dog for the purpose of guarding, it's a hunting dog, that is permissible. So perhaps this was a hunting dog of somebody, or a, whatever, some permissible purpose it had. So that dog also walked along with them when they left the town. And when they came, وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ ذِرَاعَيْهِ بِالْوَسِيدِ Allah Ta'ala says, the dog sat with its paws outstretched, at the mouth of the cave, not inside. Bil Wasid. Why Bil Wasid? Why the mouth of the cave? What we just mentioned. Had the dog been inside, it would have deprived these people of the Malaika of Rahma. So it sat outside. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Inna al Malaikata la tadhulu baytan fihi kalbun wala suratun. Oh, kama qala Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That the Malaika don't enter a home wherein there's a dog. Oh, where there are pictures of animate things. Pictures of animate things keep the malaika of Rahma away. The mercies of Allah Ta'ala away. Whether those pictures are of whatever nature, whether it is on the television screen, whether it is in some other digital format, whether it is wherever, when that picture is displayed, it's keeping the malaika away. It's keeping the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala away. And there's no vacuum. If there's no rahmat, there's going to be something else in it. If there's no rahmat, and there's going to be the opposite of Rahmat. Then there will be all kinds of difficulties. So sometimes, we complain of many difficulties, but we ourselves have sent the Rahmat away. So now when we've sent the Rahmat away, the opposite has come in its place. So this dog now sat at the mouth of the cave. These people now, the sukoon from Allah Ta'ala descended upon them. They slept for 300 years. This dog was in their company. This dog also, the sukoon overcame this dog, it also slept for 300 years. This dog accompanied this group of pious people, it became so honored that Allah Ta'ala mentioned it in the Quran Sharif, till Qiyamah it will be recited. This is the lesson of that if a dog, by being in the company of the righteous and pious, could get honor. Whereas there is no akhirat for a dog, on the day of Qiyamah it will be kunu turaba. Then all the animals, etc., will just become dust. But insan, there's akhirat for him. So if insan, if a dog could be honored by being in the righteous company, by being in pious company, what about insan? Why won't insan benefit? Why won't insan get the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala? So this is a thing to always be searching to be in the right company. To be in the company of the pious and the righteous, we will benefit from being in the righteous company, even if we don't intend to. Even if we don't have any intent, this is something which Allah Ta'ala's Rahmat descends. So in any case, this dog is also mentioned, and this dog also is now, the mention of this dog is preserved in the Quran Sharif till Qiyamah. This is the lesson to take from here.
The other aspect that we learn here is that these people moved themselves, came all the way out and detached themselves into this cave. A person came to Wahhab ibn Munabbih and he said to him that there's so many fitnas and what do I do? Do I go into some cave? He said, no, you don't go into any cave because you are going to have to live with people. You have to go to fulfill your responsibilities. But you become blind to all the fitnas. When you are walking past somewhere where there's a fit, don't even pay any attention to it. Don't even look in that direction. Don't even try to see what's going on. Keep your ears deaf to every fitna. Don't try to hear anything. Don't try to hear any discussion even about it. What happened? And this will be your protection. So, this youth, any case now, time passed, 300 years passed. Finally, after 300 years, they woke up. And when they woke up, they are asking one another, how long did we sleep? Now, they have no idea what time has elapsed. 300 years, how many generations have passed? And they are asking one another, now when they went to sleep, it was in the early part of the mid-morning, so to say, sometime after sunrise, thereafter. And now when they woke up, it, the sun was about to set on that particular day. So somebody said, it seems like we slept for one day. But the other person said, no, well, you see, the, it was already past sunrise, and it's now still going to be sunset. We slept for part of a day only. Then they decided what difference it makes, how long we slept. He said, no, what is of importance, worry about that. Now there are many things in the Qur'an Sharif, in this incident also, which Allah Ta'ala doesn't discuss at all, doesn't mention to us. Where is the cave situated? Now that would become a major historical aspect. Where is the cave? The Qur'an Sharif doesn't speak about it. What was the color of the dog? Doesn't speak about it. How long was its tail? Quran Shari doesn't speak about all this. And the lesson in all this is that things that are of no use to us to get into it is not going to benefit us. Many people now want to know some very deep things. Yet, we haven't learned sometimes the basics of the. I'm going to go into some very, very technical issues and aspects which we won't be questioned about in the Qabr and on the day of Qiyamah. We won't be questioned about it. Like for example now, was Yazid a person who was very righteous and, or was he a person who was a terrible sinner or will Yazid be in Jannat or Jahannam one person, one alim was asked this question so he said look if the angels ever come to ask you in the Qabr about this you tell them I said that you mustn't know about it <laughs> tell them I told you don't worry about it and on the day of Qiyamah if you ask this question also then you give the answer that I said you mustn't worry about it <laughs> then I'll worry about it after it so the point was that what doesn't is not going to matter to us. We're not going to be questioned about it. But what we're going to be questioned about is the quality of our salah. We're going to be questioned about whether we have been making fajr with jamaat. We're going to be questioned about what we are looking at. What we are listening to. We're going to be questioned about things that matter to us. Which we have been commanded with. So that is what we have to worry about. So the Quran Sharif doesn't go into all these details. In any case, these people woke up when they woke up now, then they realized they are very hungry, you know, they slept for 300 years. They were very hungry, so now they decided we need to buy food, but they are conscious now that we have just left the city and came. They have no idea that this 300 years have passed. 
in this time, in this 300 years, so many things had changed. The king of the time was a Muslim, a person with Iman. The people had all become believers. The whole situation had changed. They have no idea what has happened. Now they say to themselves, okay, let's send somebody. That this coins that we got along, some money we had, now one of us should go and buy some food. But when they talk about buying food, what is their immediate concern? That he must now see ayyuha azka ta'aman. That go and see what is the most pure food available, most halal, most pure. Because what a person eats is what he becomes. <coughs> if a person eats what is halal and tayyib, ya ayyuhar rusul, kulu min tayyibati wa amalu saliha. And the lesson in this is Allah Ta'ala is addressing the Anbiya والسلام, the messengers eat what is pure and do righteous actions Mufassirin explained these are linked that the Anbiya والسلام, the messengers are masoom this is a lesson for us that if we eat what is tayyib what is pure what is completely halal then this will become a means of a person being inclined towards righteousness and a person eats anything and everything and then doubtful, and then sometimes it's gone into haram. And this is going to create darkness in the heart. And when there's darkness in the heart, it's going to be inclined towards dark deeds. So now this was their concern. Go and find some pure food, halal food. And at the same time they say, وَالْيَتَلَطَّفْ وَلَا يُشْعِرَنَّ بِكُمْ أَحَدًا That he should go in a very subtle manner, very quietly. He shouldn't attract any attention towards himself. So that nobody comes to know what's going on, where we are, what's going on. This is also a lesson. That if a person is in a situation where he's living, where he could be in danger if he conducts himself in a way that is not safe, then now he's going to deliberately put himself in that difficulty. Not that a person should compromise on the essentials of deen, on his way of life. But he should not unnecessarily bring about any difficulty upon himself. He will remain steadfast on his deen. He will remain steadfast on his way of life. But he will be conducting himself in a way that doesn't invite trouble. So in any case, now they wait. Send one person. He comes. Uh, he is trying to just see where he can buy something. But he is looking, everything is looking so different. He cannot recognize the place. He sees one food vendor. He comes to him and he wants to buy some food. And now he's paying with the coins, but the coins are 300 years old. Mm. This food vendor sees this, he's asked, he's surprised at this, he says, where did you get this from? So he says, what do you mean where I got it from? This is what we took yesterday with us. So he thinks that this person found some treasure, and he's probably now trying to use this treasure, it's an old hidden buried treasure somewhere, and he's trying to use that to buy. But when he says that, no, I took this money with me yesterday, he thinks it's some person that's insane. He calls the other vendors, other shopkeepers around everybody starts asking him questions and they realize there's something strange about him and he's taken to the king but when the king now questions him and finally he starts giving the whole detail that well this is what happened we, I can't understand what's going on but when we left and went to the cave which seemed like yesterday there was a different person as a king and we were under this threat and this, our life was in danger and he explained the whole thing one of the things that was happening at that time was people were doubting the aspect of life after death. 
Allah Ta'ala made this waking up of these people a living example that Allah Ta'ala is in control, Allah Ta'ala is the creator, like Allah Ta'ala can keep somebody sleeping for 300 years and then bring him back walking. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala can give somebody death in dunya and wake him up in akhirat. So, this became a means of removing the doubt from the minds of people as well. At any case, there's many other aspects. Finally, the king came to the cave with all the people. These people were greatly honored. And finally, Allah Ta'ala then caused them, they came in their hearts that we want to just go and lie down in our places that we slept for so long. They went there after whatever might have happened, taken place. They went and all laid down in their places and Allah Ta'ala caused that to come upon them. But the lessons that we have to take is what is important. As we mentioned that these incidents mentioned in the Quran Sharif are not just for passing time, some kind of bedtime stories. These are aspects of Ibrat. The Ibrat was right at the beginning that the greatest amazing thing that we have is our own deen. The Quran Sharif. This is the thing of fascination. This is what we should be fascinated with most. And the sunnah of Rasulullah Every aspect is perfect. And then, the youth that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, this is what we have to sacrifice for Allah Ta'ala. This is very, very beloved to Allah Ta'ala. That a person gives his youth for Allah Ta'ala. Then the various other lessons that we learned, the aspects about detaching ourselves from places of sin, people of sin, and being in the right company, remembering Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala keeping constant on our dhikr, ma'mulat, tasbihat, etc. Staying far away from the means of sin, and all the various other lessons, Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq, that we bring this, inculcate all these lessons in our life, inculcate the lessons of the entire Qur'an Sharif, bring the entire deen in our lives, for that is required the effort of deen. That this is an ongoing thing, it's not a matter of listening to one talk, or reading one book, it's an ongoing effort, and all the efforts of deen are for the same purpose. Whether it's the work of Dawat and Tabligh, whether it is the work of Islam and Tazkiyah, whether it is the Madaris, the maktabs, whatever, all the efforts of deen are towards the same purpose. And in that regard, mashallah, the ishtima that is going to take place every year, we have a ishtima again this year, in March the ishtima will take place, for no other reason but the same, that this whole lesson of the Quran Sharif can be part of our lives, that we can become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. We can go closer to Allah Ta'ala and help others as well. So inshallah, we all should be firmly deciding within ourselves and making others ready as well, and inshallah we will be part of this ishtima entirely with the same intention that we get complete hidayat Allah Ta'ala make us a means of the hidayat of others as well wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله 
خاصرین رب اخفر ورحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah ya Allah forgive the sins of our family members ya Allah ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah shower down your rahmat upon us ya Allah shower down your maghfirat upon us ya Allah ya Allah shower down your maghfirat on the entire ummah ya Allah ya Allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya Allah remove the hardships and difficulties of the ummah ya Allah ya Allah we acknowledge all this is due to our sins ya Allah that you forgive us and forgive the entire ummah ya Allah give us a tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah ya Allah save us from those a'mal that bring down your azab ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you keep us steadfast on deen ya Allah ya Allah grant us istiqamah on deen ya Allah ya Allah give us istiqamah on the a'mal of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya Allah give us the tawfiq of making your zikr daily ya Allah ya Allah give us the pleasure and sweetness of dua ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah give us the sweetness of ibadat ya Allah ya Allah use us for the khidmat of your deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah enable us to serve your mubarak deen with ikhlas and afiyat ya Allah ilahul alamin accept our progeny till the day of qiyamah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ilah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ilah save our families ya Allah ilah save our relatives and friends ya Allah ilah save the entire ummah ya Allah ilah you protect us ya Allah ilah you protect us ya Allah Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid ilah you protect us like a little baby is looked after ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ilah you guide us ya Allah ilah enable us to always be under the ya Allah shade of your pleasure ya Allah ilah save us from your rotten azab ya Allah Allah we cannot bear it ya Allah Allah we are too weak ya Allah Allah we cannot stand the heat of the sun ya Allah which is millions of miles away from us ya Allah Allah we are going to be able to stand the heat of the azab of the jahannam ya Allah Allah you save us ya Allah Allah you protect us ya Allah Allah give us the shade of your arsh on the day of qiyamah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you protect the youth of the ummah ya Allah 
Allah protect the youth of the ummah ya Allah Allah make the youth of the ummah the guiding stars ya Allah ilahul alamin make them the means of hidayat for millions ya Allah ilahul alamin protect the women of the ummah ya Allah protect the men of the ummah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah bring the muslims completely back onto deen ya Allah Allah those who are without iman give them iman ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah Allah save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah Allah save us from every drop and grain of grain of haram ya Allah grant us halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah Allah grant us barakah in our rizq ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who are sick give them shifaa kamila ajila mustamira daima Allah remove every trace of the illness ya Allah all those any difficulties and hardships ya Allah remove it with afiyat ya Allah Allah those who are without jobs give them halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah give them good jobs ya Allah ilahul alamin why any financial difficulties remove with afiyat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah give them the high stages in the akhirah ya Allah Allah the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah Allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us ya Allah Allah save it from becoming a put of jahannam ya Allah ilahul alamin make it a garden of jannah for us ya Allah ilahul alamin grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Allah don't take us to task of that day ya Allah Allah don't take us to task on that day ya Allah ilahul alamin give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have raised their hands to this dua you are the know of the unseen ya Allah you know the hearts of each one ya Allah Allah fulfill each one's needs from the ghaib ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who ask us to make dua for them grant them the best of dunya and akhirah ya Allah remove all their problems and hardships and difficulties ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuk sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuk sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyyil azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khairi khalqihi sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin